name's Jason Roberts, and I am the founder of uh, the Better Block Project and head up an organization called Team Better Block uh, out of Dallas, Texas, but we have projects all over the world. And can you give us a sense of what Better Block is? Sure, sure. The Better Block takes typically blighted blocks, but not always blighted, but in vacant, underused areas, uh, typically nestled inside of neighborhoods, and we rapidly transform them with communities. So let's say we've got a series of, of old buildings that are just falling apart, lots of graffiti. We quickly go in there and we will create local local businesses, local coffee shops, flower shops, bookshops, uh, art galleries, uh, spaces for kids. And then we'll take the, the public space, the streets, and we'll try to transform them rapidly to allow for bike infrastructure. And then we'll put cafe seating out to create a cafe seating experience. Then we go off and we take the... Uh, uh, the rules and the ordinances that are restrictive that won't allow these things to occur because typically we've created all these rules. We print them off and we shut them, show them in the street so the community can actually see what's holding the place back. Uh, and really the project, is it's, it's kind of a combination of this urban planning exercise meets a block party. So where does the initial kind of pulse come from for the, for, for the stuff that you do? Is it, is it people in the place go, we've had enough of this, or is it that... that someone somewhere thinks this need, this place needs a makeover. It's, it's both, actually. So there's that bottom-up with the people from the community that come out and say, we need to have a neighborhood destination, a place for us. Uh, but then it's also top-down in some cities that come in and say, we recognize that these areas are missing these things, and, and could you at least help educate them on, on the value of these things? Um, and again, it's in, the beauty of the project is, is it is very, it's very bottom-up. And it, and it allows the community to kind of help take ownership, and it takes away this this assumption of, of, of like you're going to manage and take care of this for me, and more it puts it back on to the community saying, if we want these great places, we need them together, and how can we create them together? Um, so that's it. And what's your experience of, of that in terms of the response you get from the communities where that happens? Oh, it, it's been huge. I mean, it, at the very least, even you know. People see the, the images from the project, and they, there's, a, there's definitely a visceral response because it just you tra- transform a place from a blight to beauty, right? So that has a, a, a transformative effect. Uh, but really the big effect is getting everybody talking and connecting again, and you probably know that with your work. It just That's the stuff that we walk away from, and we come back six months later, and like, what's changed? Maybe there hasn't been a lot of physical improvements, but there's all of the social capital that's been raised that you wouldn't have had otherwise. That is, that begins, when that works and that's healthy, the natural byproduct is all the great stuff. And so that's what you realize, it's the root cause. You want to get down to the root of what's causing these problems, and at the very base root, whether it be in Dallas, Texas, or whether it be in London, England, or whether it be in Tehran, Iran, where we've had better block projects, or Melbourne, Australia, where there's been better block projects. It's this, this the lack of social connections, and lack of, lack of social cohesiveness, and, and, and creating exercises and activities with a community to, to re-stitch themselves. And when you go in with, with, with those ideas, you know, you've, there's a lot of things you said happen when this arrives. Yeah. You know, there's, it takes a resource to make that happen where does that resource come from do you do, do you get funded to do particular projects? no we, we typically try to do it with as little money as possible in fact we like to show like if you want innovation take a zero away from your budget the whole uh, jimey learner uh, concept uh, and if you want ultimate innovation take two zeros away from your project but still give yourself I, you know i have this concept of blackmail yourself give yourself a short deadline so you have to get these things done but what happens when you strip away the funds? Well, then you rely on people and what people can bring to the table. And since it's a temporary project, it's not that hard to go in. We have three concepts. We say, first, let's try to borrow. 
And, it, and that was out of necessity initially, but we learned how what powerful the idea of borrowing was. And in the U.S., we have this, uh, this, 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 and they may have this overseas as well, but um, we talk about this idea if you move into a neighborhood, how... Um, uh, if you don't know your neighbor initially, you're kind of, you're, let's say you're making cookies and then you go next door, you run out of sugar and you, you, you kind of sheepishly ask like, Hey, I'm new to the neighborhood. I'm Jason, uh, making cookies and can I borrow some sugar? And the neighbor typically says, Hey, I'm Joe. I've been wanting to meet you. Sorry. I've been looking for an excuse and I'm so glad we're connecting now. And absolutely. Let me give you some sugar. So this dialogue occurs, some trust occurs because they're giving you something and then you have conversation. Then you go home and I make cookies. And then what do I do afterwards? And the what we'll do here is we share them with a the neighbor afterwards. We say, thank you for this. And so there's this, that I found by accident, that borrowing and then allowing people to give over things uh, to, to help transform a space and to feel like they're helping improve that together and to, and to step back and enjoy it as a community is so powerful. So borrowing, uh, secondly, if we can't borrow, we build it together, which is also a, a concept we talk about it, it, we, here in the States is we call it barn building exercises, which comes out of the Amish getting together and building barns together. Uh, and it just, it's what you do when couples get married and they just, they're like, we're going to help you be part of the community. It's um, that barn building exercise, uh, act, that working together, creating physical activity to improve a place together um, makes gets you to a deeper level of connectivity as a as a as a community um and you know that we, we know that whenever we start adding fo- physical activity for some reason in a dialogue it just gets you deeper faster whether i mean you and i can have a conversation now we can probably have a, a decent deep con- con- connection but if we sit here and we're actually playing cards together some physical activity we're going to get to some deeper kind of interesting anecdotes that are going to tell me more of your story and you're going to hear more of my story and we're going to get to an even better place and so there's i don't know what it is about that but we found that that's important and then lastly if we have to we'll buy things but we try not to we we try to tell communities this is really how do we make better places because all places have two major issues the problem is scale the problem's too big and not enough money so how do you fix a problem whenever we all have those two issues Um, so it's just a different way of problem solving and what was the first the first experience of it? The, the one that you talk about in the in your TED talk you know, that actually started to give you the confidence that this might work. The first project I did was in a, like a little block that was uh, uh, in my community. That again, my friends had started a little bike shop, and it was zoned poorly. It was zoned as light industrial, not retail. And I don't know what that means, but it, but. The takeaway was they said they were only allowed to have 10% of their space be for retail. The rest of it had to be for service-oriented business, right? But they didn't do that. They were a bike shop. They were like, look, 90% of my floor needs to be for reselling and then 10% of it for, for service or maybe 20%, 80%. But, um, and so they broke the rules and to, to make something that the community wanted. Uh, and then that, that made me realize, like, well, geez, what other rules are there and started I started cataloging all the rules we'd put in place in this area and like gosh we're, we're not allowed to do any of this stuff that makes this place great and then when I'd ask people about it and be like these rules have been on the books since 1941 and nobody knew why we were doing them so just like well why not take an art do it I'm in I have a one foot in the arts world because I'm also a musician so I had a pretty strong arts community to pull from in my project and said let's all get together and treat this like a giant museum installation and <laughs> basically and just we're going to create a better block you know just a one that wish a block that we can live our neighbor so we can live in our neighborhood let's put all the resources we want to be able to live in our neighborhood so I don't have to get in my car to get a gallon of milk you know <laughs> and so it's just simple ideas uh, 
And again, this stuff is not complex. Whenever we started putting it out there, I'm just, but it was amazing how much how powerful people's response was to this change, transforming the space in their neighborhood and making it into a shared neighborhood destination. And at that point, I'm like, and I had just a friend as a, a side project. He just did a little six minute video, and it went viral. Uh, and that led to the TED presentation. And that, and I was able to talk about ten or that Better Block was one of ten projects I had put together for that weekend specifically, trying to get people to think differently about our community and do things. Um, the fact that, I mean, it accidentally became an international movement. It was not premeditated. It was just one of those things where, like, this will be one thing. And then uh, I was just talking to uh, become friends with the guys at Rebar who started Parking Day. And, you know, we were talking about our projects together. And we're like, they open sourced their idea, which became an international movement, too, uh, because out of necessity, because people asked them to come there and do it there. And they're like, we don't have time, but here's a how-to. And I was the same way. Like, everyone started emailing me, how do you do it? Like, here, here's how you do it. Just do it yourself. And, you know, and you know, and, 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 and tell us what you learned so we can kind of like share the information and create the best practices out of it. So that, 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 that first project though is where it all started just with the community and people that I knew and loved and, 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 and said, let's work together to make this a better place. And then I, I, out of necessity, I'm like, I wish I had a bookstop. I wish I had a uh, cafe and then talking, having discussions like how do we get a coffee shop for two days? What can we do? And just, Everyone starts when you get 30 people in a room. Someone can be like, well, I roast coffee beans. And I got a spare coffee pot that doesn't get used. And I got spare this. And we start finding like, well, how are we going to cafe seating? Does anybody have any spare tables and chairs? Like, yeah, in my garage or my office. They just closed down a, a building over here. We got tons of tables and chairs. And you start connecting all the dots and you start realizing all of the waste we create, which waste is just basically things that we have that just aren't being put into use which we fill our houses and our storage units with these things and just say like let's as opposed to that being waste like why don't we make it an asset that's uh, that's shared a shared asset and i was but one of the big sort of contexts at the moment is the whole kind of austerity push you know the kind of squeezing of yeah. public budgets and people feeling like they have less and less and less control sure. over uh, the places around them as they start to unravel. What do you think are the main lessons from what you've learned that really relate to communities that are suffering under austerity? Yeah, I, I think again, I think I think the big lessons there, because a lot of this work that came from our work was was at a, a time when the economy was at its was was really depressed. Um, so there is really interesting innovation that can occur. Uh, whenever you start taking these eaters away. So I, I, I've got mixed emotions about it because obviously uh, you definitely want to take care of the most marginalized in your society who can't just, I mean, the, the super old or ill, infirmed or, or the young. How do we create environments that allow them to, to just just live? Uh, and, then, and then if we are you know, experiencing the austerity, still create visions for like, let's have a better place though, um, together and how can we have a better place even when when things start getting taken away <laughs> when zeros are getting taken away from our budgets and all like we still ultimately want to have a better place like there's got to be a way and we all know that we get really creative when there's something we want to have and we just don't have the money you know and that's 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 the the lesson i think from that and then the, the last question would be you know so i mentioned that this book was called The Power of Just Doing Stuff. I mean, what for you is the power of just doing stuff? What is it that when people take that step across and decide, okay, let's do it, rather than just moaning about why nobody else is doing it, what is it that people find in themselves? What do they discover? You know, uh, I think that they realize that uh, 
Well, what is it they discover? That's a good question. Hold on, let me think about this. Uh, uh, for me, I just wanted to have some accomplishments. I was like, I realized I was working for other people and there's these things. I'm like, look, I had a transformative moment where my grandfather uh, was, was dying and had a stroke and he was just, I remember him saying, I didn't do all the things I wanted to do in life. I didn't want to do all the things I wanted to do. He said it over and over again. And I remember, I remember thinking like, gosh, I don't want to be like that. Like I need to get things done. So I just started doing all of these little projects just on, uh, for my sake. Um, um, and, and then I realized when you start looking back in short order, like I did a ton of stuff and I didn't know I did better blocks. I brought a streetcar back, you know, created bike lane infrastructure. I ran for us Congress. I got to have dinner with Michelle Obama. <laughs> like, stuff like, 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 like I got kids to bicycle to school with punch card projects and just random little things at the end of the day i'm just like oh this these short debt creating short deadlines so you don't talk yourself out of the things and come up with worst case scenarios is so key blackmailing yourself to publish it to get it out there so it puts you on the hook is so important uh you know and, and the analogy i use all the time like is is like look, if my apartment is a mess if it's completely upside down just a train wreck i'm like uh, you get you get to a state where you're like i can't get anything done it's gonna take me a week to get, to get this thing knocked out how can i clean this uh just uh, to call your friends and say, I'm going to throw a dinner party in four hours. And it's amazing how clean your place gets and how efficient you get, you know, and how all distractions go away and you start making things happen. So, and, and then we actually work pretty well as human beings under these constraints. And we all know it because when we have like term papers due or so, you know, we got two weeks to do it, but we get it done in the last 24 hours. We have that deadline, it's short, <laughs> and, and things happen. And I think there was a lot of, we had this mindset probably go on and on but we had this mindset that 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 you know these great things that have happened in, in communities or society were were basically someone's just kind of inspiration and they had to sit around drink, drink coffee and think about like what do they want to do and and the reality is like you look at like some of the great music that came out of like the, the tin pan alley area 20s and 30s like irving berlin and gershwin uh, you're thinking like were they just sitting around drinking coffee and enjoying just like I have an idea for a song like no they had a deadline they had a Broadway play that came out and they needed 12 songs <laughs> and they needed to have create themes for each of those songs and they had to get things done and repl- at the end of the day though you end up getting a, a, a catalog of standards that we have that, that we know and we love like oh that was so inspired and so this but you don't realize it probably wasn't it was probably uh, George and Ira fighting with each other saying well, I gotta get this done quick We're like this is this is this will do yeah let's quickly click they need a slow song in three four you know with a with a in a minor key like and the the girl has just left the guy and like and they and they you know when you create these boundaries and these constraints and you give it deadlines we get ultimately creative with that because we have out of necessity and then again at the end of it you look back at back at your catalog two or three years later and you're like I've gotten some I've gotten some things done.